0: Now, where did I put those matches? Ah, here they are. Well, we've lit a fire in order to help us set the mood. And in that vein, we invite you to imagine yourself sitting comfortably inside a place like the Golden Perch. Hopefully, you've poured yourself a pint of your favorite ale, or a glass of your favorite wine or maybe it's a hot cup of tea you've packed your pipe full of Southern Star and you're sitting in a comfortable chair because we are finally ready to get started and excited to say good evening good morning good afternoon whatever time it is for you welcome welcome to the very first episode of an unexpected podcast My name is James O'Flaherty, and I am very, very excited to be talking about all things ARDA. But before we get to that, I have to introduce my co-conspirator on this long walk. Uh, His name is Adam, but we like to call him Ads. Hello, everyone.
1: Yep, my name is Ads, and I am delighted to be here uh, teaming up with James to hopefully uh, put across some Tolkien goodness to
0: you all. An unexpected podcast is, is aptly named not only because it ties in, adds um, n- nicely to a couple of chapters, uh, aptly, okay. aptly named um, you know for, for literal reasons, but also I think unexpected because neither of us really uh, had any intention <laughs> of doing this a month ago. No, Am I, right? I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it really came out of nowhere and is quite unexpected, so uh, the name was an easy fit, and so if anybody wants to... Um, to follow us along on Twitter. Now's a good time to, to let people know our handle is at an unexpected pod. Uh, All one word at an unexpected pod. Uh, Come find us and follow along and hopefully we'll be able to entertain people along there.
1: And there's a fantastic picture of what I can only imagine are your books, James.
0: Oh, the, the sort of centerpieces of my collection. I don't, and it's not a huge collection, but the ones I have are, are lovely. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate enough, and we'll talk a lot about collecting uh, stuff yes. uh, as, as we go through this series, but I'm fortunate enough to have a wife who gets that I like that stuff, <laughs> and so birthdays and holidays are filled with with uh, pagey goodness. You're a lucky man. I certainly am. Um, so let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's tell people uh, why we, we unexpectedly decided to podcast. Um, okay. For myself, I think, uh, Ads, I reached out to you because... Uh, well, um, Middle Earth, Tolkien, uh, were in the news. Uh, we'd, we've sort of heard, even if peripherally, um, you, you're not maybe a, a hardcore uh, Tolkien nerd, as some people um, might be, myself included, um, <laughs> you, you might have heard that Amazon and Netflix were in a bidding war for the rights uh, to more uh, Middle Earth stuff. And you might have also heard that Amazon won those rights. And so when that happened, I thought to myself, shoot, um, I've been podcasting with the Tumbling Sabre podcast. Um, quick plug that'll turn into a long plug. If you, uh, <laughs> love, if you love Star Wars ads, uh, who should you check out?
1: Oh, it's definitely Tumbling Sabre. Definitely. They are, yeah. they are right at the top. You've, you've got a pretty good Star Wars Commonwealth out there, though, I would suggest. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, yeah, the Star Wars Commonwealth is is um, basically leading the way through the galaxy in everything Star Wars. They've got a bunch of shows that everybody should check out, and I know there's a lot of crossover fans. Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, um, you know, have a lot of the same uh, people spending money on this stuff, from comic books to games to movies to books. So, yeah, yeah check them out, our buddies. and uh, Yeah.
1: I, w- I, w- I would agree. I agree. a great, great bunch of podcasts. They all offer slightly different sort of takes, I guess, on Star Wars, don't they? But it's such a great community as well. You know, it's not just the podcast, it's the social media, it's everything that goes along with it. So I would yeah. wholeheartedly uh, recommend those.
0: Yeah, well said. Um, the Tumbling Sabre are, are closest to my heart because that's where uh, you can also hear my voice occasionally. Uh, used to be full time and, and now occasionally, and uh, it's where you can hear Ads' voice week to week to w- with a segment. Um, but but really, I mean, you know, from Talk Star Wars to the Nerd Room, uh, San Diego Sabers. Uh, imagine, I mean, we got we got a podcast for people who like s- <laughs> lightsaber fighting. Um, so you know, ch- check out the whole Commonwealth uh, from from Vancouver, Canada to the UK, and and, and all over the world. Uh, they really are amazing. Um, yeah. Tangent over, uh, the Tumbling Sabre guys said to me, um, Kyle specifically, you know, this is it. This is your George Lucas moment. Uh, this, big, big things are going to happen. It's going to be in the news. Um, you should do something um, podcast related. And I, and I laughed. Ha, 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 ha. And I said, uh, I sent him a text right away. I said, yeah, you're, you're, gonna, you're trying to get my wife to kill me. And uh, he, he laughed. Ha, 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 ha. And, you uh, only just backed
1: out of Tumbling saber <laughs> did hadn't
0: you, by that point? <laughs> I did. I did, in fact. Um, I, I just sort of said to the guys on the Star Wars side of things, I can't I can't keep up and do the two shows a week that we were doing, um, Sith, Disturbers, and the Tumbling Sabre. Um, I, I have to step away. I... I uh, I, I, it broke my heart, and then, uh, so, so, yeah, to tell, my, to tell my family that I was going to jump back into my own show was uh, a whole other can <laughs> of worms that we'll get into uh, every week as I, as I spin my tales of woe. But, uh, but here we are, yeah. Um, it is seems, seemingly an apt time, an apropos time, uh, to yeah. be talking about the Lord of the Rings again, um, Middle Earth again, and from our perspective, where we're, we're going to start, Arda, uh, in general. So, um, Indeed. That's where we are. That's where we're coming yeah. from. We, want, we wanted to. We just wanted to love all things Middle Earth in a time where we think it's going to be um, growing in pop- popularity again, thanks to the TV series.
1: Yeah, it's an exciting time, isn't it? I mean, if if you if you are a Tolkien fan, if you if you've watched the films or you've read the books, um, as James says, you can't you can't really have missed the news about what Amazon have done. Um, also, obviously, Christopher. Tolkien has stepped away, hasn't he? He's um, um, resigned as a trustee, is that right? Um, yeah, I think he's...
0: Uh, wow, that's a huge piece of news. Frankly, I... The timing of it surprises me because I've been I've been sort of telling everybody from what I followed um, that I thought that uh, Christopher would never sort of step aside. And I, I know he's said many times that the rights to the Silmarillion would not be... Um, would not be sold for the screen. Uh, no. So, uh, you know, I, I, at the time I believed him. Now I think there's reason to believe that, that things may be changing. And, uh, and, and we'll get to all that. But, uh, but as first, 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 first and foremost, yes. since I know you and you know me, but nobody else knows us at all, okay. let's, uh, let's do some introductions. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. What what, and when and who <laughs> got you into Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit? Uh, What was your introduction? Uh, Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, I blame my mum. Basically, she she bless her, bless her heart. Yeah, no, she 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 was she is um, a massive sort of Tolkien fan. She she got me involved. I
0: like her already.
1: (laughs) Who knows? She might get on the pod one day. Um, But she uh, she got me involved because. Although I don't, I don't remember. I don't have a memory of reading *The Hobbit*. I must have done so, um, but I don't have that that actual memory of it. However, I do have a memory of reading *Lord of the Rings* for the first time, and the reason the reason is, I was I was about ten, and I was ill, couldn't go into school, um, and had to go in with my dad and sit in the office there with him for the day whilst. Uh, he did his job and mum gave me a book as we were leaving the house and said, here we go, read this. And it was Lord of the Rings.
0: Um, that's, so that's just terrific. How old were you?
1: I must have been about 10 because it was before, it was before I went off to secondary school. Ten. And the, re- the reason I know it was before I went off to secondary school was because in the first year at secondary school, there was an, an English project and 28 members of the class got to read The Hobbit, but I and one of my friends got to read Lord of the Rings um, because we'd, or to base this project on Lord of the Rings because we had already read the book. And the project was to make a board game. (laughs) And I've still got it, it comes out very occasionally at Christmas uh, and largely aided by my mum, a series of different boards through the whole of the game and like FIMO did you get FIMO over in, in Canada so like plasticine and you put it in the oven and it you sort of it made it rock hard I know what it look. is
0: I didn't have any as as a, as a kid we I, I did have the silly putty uh, the bouncy one but I didn't have the uh, the moldable bakeable uh, but I do right. know what it is yeah
1: yeah well, well as I said with I think Mum was using it as an excuse, really, but uh, we made eight different characters, so we had a Frodo, we had a Sam, we had Aragorn, oh, we had Gandalf. That
0: is wonderful. That is just, I, I just love that. I will I tell you what, at Christmas,
1: I will, because it's over at Mum and Dad's, I will take some photos and uh, and put them out on our tweet. Uh, but such, such good memories, and yeah, all through Mum. And I, I think I was saying to you earlier, the nineteen seventy eight animated film, you know, that was a massive part of sort of growing up. Uh, very yeah, annoying, that's a classic. I think that's yeah, got I a, just uh, wish basically a cult it.
0: following. Um, uh, you know, I, I wish they finished it, of course, too. But I wonder sometimes with things like that if it would be as if it would be as um, as infamous if it was finished. There's some things about un, something about unfinished project. There's something about you know dying young that just makes fame that much more. Uh, yeah sweet, i no, I, can, you know. I get
1: that i get that but um, um,
0: but yeah you know, of course i wish they finished it too it's just it's uh it's classic and and the animation um you know true to tolkien in fact i would yeah. say um wasn't dulled uh you know for children it wasn't wasn't it was the edges weren't worn off it it's, no it, it, was, gra- it
1: grabbed you massively i mean if you ask me to describe my gandalf he is heavily influenced by that by that certainly
0: film. certainly his nose is sharp and long and big in my mind yeah, certainly yeah. because of that film
1: no so that that was a massive part and we had that on video and um and then the is it the 1983 in home um the radio
0: it's production the bbc
1: yeah and and i mean i've got that now you know downloaded that now but at the time it was on the radio and
0: that's um, wonderful. For anybody who doesn't know what ads just referenced, there is just a terrific BBC version of The Lord of the Rings where, where in, a, in a nice sort of full, an incredible full circle way, um, mm. Ian Holm, um, who plays, uh, you know, perfectly perhaps in my mind, Bilbo in The Lord of the Rings movies, yeah. um, plays Frodo, the voice of Frodo in, in the BBC a- adaptation, which has... Excellent casting, incredible casting, and, and maybe only topped by wonderful, wonderful music by uh, Stephen. The Oliver. music
1: is stunning; it's brilliant, and it's about it's about twelve hours long, I think. If you go through the three, <laughs> the three combined, so there's plenty there. <laughs> it's it's well worth checking there out is. if you haven't, if you haven't heard. I
0: have it. They, I was able to get a, a gift. It was given to me, gifted to me by my incredible wife, who I mentioned earlier. Um, they have a CD well set, and I've always got one of the. One of the twelve discs, I think it's twelve, is it? or maybe it's nine. Yeah. Um, but I always have one of them in the uh, in the CD player in the car. So yeah, that it is terrific. That's a that's a nice nice way to, to, to take in that story.
1: Yeah. That, so that's sort of my that's my childhood sort of influences. I guess the only other thing that I think you'll probably like. My childhood home was called Rivendell. Oh come on. Because my mum loved Lord of the Rings, so yeah, she persuaded my dad to to call the house Rivendell, and yeah, it was an official address.
0: That's incredible. That's that's yeah. too too perfect. If I had known <laughs> that, adds. Um, I, I think uh, you'd be hosting the show right now. I think no. we may have to switch duties. No
1: way, no way. I think that wow, will, that will quickly that, be faded. shown later on. <laughs> that
0: is that is faded. Um, okay, so. Uh, and you, can, as you can tell by by our our accents, we're both from the UK. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. not a fact. And, uh, I, I'm uh, coming to you from Montreal, Canada, and so Ads and I had to coordinate our time zones as he is not in Montreal, Canada. Where where are you coming from, Ads?
1: So I'm coming from uh, Somerset in Southwest uh, England, uh, relatively close to the of the coast um, and it is currently quarter to 11 in the evening um, on the 1st of December
0: that's not a bad window um, since it's supper time here so we, we did find a way to make it work for this show yeah and uh, and yeah so just if you if you were wondering why we sounded like um, maybe we weren't neighbors it's because we're not we know, uh, <laughs> but the but the Star Wars fan universe, uh, that galaxy is a small, small world, and so uh, with with modern technology, um, you know, it's it's easy to make friends all over the place. Yeah, we,
1: um, we we've known each other for what two years, roughly, probably. Just
0: about now, eh? it's got to be. I I I sort of did the math on uh, 104, 103 episodes of the Tumbling Saber, and and with one a week, that that means we've been doing that for about two years now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it goes pretty fast. Ads. Absolutely. Um. So, yeah, I'm coming to you from Montreal. My name is James O'Flaherty, and uh, I fell in love with Lord of the Rings, um, or more specifically, I fell in love with The Hobbit, the book, because of my fourth grade teacher, whose name um, was Mr. Whittall, and he <laughs> may, may as well have been a hobbit. He was about uh, five feet tall. Yeah. Uh, I never saw his feet, but I guarantee you they were hairy. i oh, guarantee uh, he, he um, was a very kind-faced man with uh, the physique of someone who liked good food and good drink. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope you take that in a flattering way, Mr. Whittle, if you ever listen to this podcast. Um, I'm not, I, I believe he is still with us. I ran into his wife a few years ago, and she just retired from teaching uh, in, in my hometown. Uh, and so Mr. Whittall... Had taken to reading to this fourth grade class, ten year olds, um, sort of the best parts of um, *The Hobbit*. When I say the best parts, I mean, I guess, just uh, a summarized or or um, watered down version, uh, yeah. in, in order in order to have, I guess, to mitigate complaints from parents. Uh, you know, even even though I'm 41, I think uh, I think, you know, some parents are a bit overprotective, and there are parts of that book. Which you know, I guess might might be seen as a bit a bit frightening, especially in today's disnified um, world. Yeah, no,
1: I can accept that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, he he told us. I remember specifically uh, him reading uh, riddles in the dark and being and being absolutely captivated. Not only by the by the uh, sort of terror which that that scene was. It was it was terrifying for a ten year old. In a in a edge of your seat kind of way, though. It didn't it didn't give me nightmares. But it, it certainly kept my attention. Yeah. What
1: we, what's interesting is to think how that, that chapter has changed, is not it? I mean, compared to the first the, the, the first take of that. Um, the,
0: the, and then yeah, it, it's it, it's been retconned for sure.
1: Yeah, and by all accounts, it has been retconned in quite a um, in quite a, a more chilling way, I guess. Gollum was portrayed as a quite friendly little. <laughs>
0: <laughs> little thing in the first one he yeah he was he, t- he was more much more pitiful uh, certainly mm. and, and, and easy to to uh, feel bad for and yeah. m- in the second in the retelling he was much easier to be afraid of definitely um but sorry uh, anyway no no that that's fine <laughs> um we'll we'll, t- we'll tangent a lot like that uh but I, yeah that that impacted me and the riddles i've always loved riddles and i i don't i can't remember if i loved them before grade four Mm. Um, but I've always loved riddles, uh, ever, certainly ever since, and that's that's at least part of the reason, because I remember the riddle chapter having uh, a big effect on me. We didn't have smartphones; I couldn't look up the answer on the spot. He didn't tell us all the answers right away. Did so, he not?
1: That's brilliant.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, there's some good ones in there. The, you know, the the the, the no, egg, the uh, time. Um, there's some good riddles in there, and so uh, riddles in the dark certainly was a chapter that that made an imprint on me. And then, in sixth grade, um, Miss Curry, who was also a wonderful teacher, um, read us the entire uh, Hobbit every Friday for as long as that took. Wow. Um, So then I got sort of the complete story, and and I was hooked. Um, And and I also remember vividly um, reading um, The Lord of the Rings. Uh, I was in my early 20s, and my wife, was a flight attendant she wasn't my wife at that time and she was away for a couple of days on layover i was off work i was bartending waitering at that time and i was off right. work for a couple of days laid up in, in our apartment and i just binge-read i i, I equivalent of netflixed my way through lord of the rings it was raining um for for the two days i remember it be, and i just curled up in a chair a big a big uh, you know two-seater i I curled up in this chair for two days and i plowed through fellowship and half of uh two towers in two days like i just i just devoured it and i was that sounds brilliant it was amazing (laughs) i'm actually quite jealous of that memory. it was amazing Um, yeah i had uh i had all my you know like I, i set myself up with with lots of good snacks and and uh Good drinks and, and yeah. good treats, and it was—it really was very enjoyable. So
1: just out, just out of interest, because obviously my my memory of reading Lord of the Rings, I was I was much younger. So you know, childhood—I no doubt, I no doubt picked up fifty percent, sixty percent of what was going on. there would have been large parts that I would have read over, or I would have you know not really realized what was going on in the same way. But for you in your twenties, that to have that memory and to take it on board in the way you probably did as an adult straight away, you must have had a completely different, um, experience, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I, I certainly, um, I, I hmm. it's funny because I tried to read it, uh, Lord of the Rings in my teens. Like I liked the Hobbit so much that I wanted to love the Lord of the Rings, but I couldn't really get into it. Um, it just, I just wasn't mature enough. I didn't have the patience. I wasn't a huge reader, uh, yeah. you know, 13, 14 especially. I, I I liked books certainly more in my late teens uh, and then sort of fell in love with books in my in my 20s. But um, so I, I was aware of it and I was aware of the story, and, I, and I'd read parts and I'd read chapters and I sort of knew background uh, when I read it, but I'd never read it through like I did when I sat down with it and, and binged it those, you know, started it those two days and then finished it within you know, the few weeks that followed. So mm. I, I consider that really my first reading, even though, you know, I think I probably read at least half of the f- of Fellowship in, in my teens. But yeah, it, it, it was just much more enjoyable for me um, when I was uh, a little bit older. And, and same thing for The Silmarillion. I, I was, uh, you know, same age. I, I read it right after, or excuse Did me, you- tried to. And I was captivated by um, the first couple of chapters. Which are yeah. which are which are captivating, yeah. but then I then I I, I got I, I stalled out um, for for reasons we'll talk about. It, it is a bit daunting in, in terms of uh, uh, undertaking names and places. That's uh, just what like, I was going to. I mean,
1: it's probably a good time for me just to say, as far as the Silmarillion is concerned. I'm I'm in the process of reading that now for the first time. Um, oh, it's so
0: great! It's so great. People, Ads is reading it now, and I've you know I'm, I'm reading it <laughs> with him. I have you read are, it before, yeah. and, I, and I love it. And it's yeah, just terrific. He's loving it. Anyway, sorry to interject. I am, I I am loving it, great.
1: but I'm not reading it as quickly as James wants me to read it because. Bless him. <laughs> he is desperate to talk about things that are happening and the number of times in a day you tweet and you're going, have you got there yet? Or what's happening now? Or Whereabouts are you? What part are you at? And um, it's, it is such, it's such an enjoyable read. You've just got to persevere with certain parts of it. And I think if you go in and you just take your time, and I've been reading it and then reading it a little bit again, and I've also... I had the audio book, and i 've been trying to sort of listen to the audio book and then go over and read that chapter again and it has been going in better, but it's just the names isn't it it's 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 the the four or five names for the same thing uh, and yeah that's such an amazing it's, it is an undertaking yeah yeah
0: um, but we're doing well, the names that. were important to him and words were important to him and and you know mostly that makes things richer and better and, and deeper, um, you know, give, gives things deeper meaning. However, yeah. uh, until you sort of have it all figured out, uh, it can be difficult. And so when I, when I took it on in my, um, early twenties, I stalled out and I put it down for almost 10 years. Really. And at that point when I had taken it back up, I, um, had done a bunch of, of, um, peripheral reading, David Day stuff. And yeah, so yeah. Yep. I knew who everyone was. And I knew, I, I had spoiled myself, you know. I, I certainly knew how a lot of stuff ended. Like, mm. I, I knew a lot of the stories because of the David Day stuff. Uh, so I read it in a way that, it, 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 you know, is different than, than if you don't do it that way. Um, I was spoiled in a way, but I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it because I could, I could understand. sort of grasp and understand yeah. much better than I had I'm- on the first reading.
1: So here's a question for you in in the Silmarillion right at the start of well certainly of of the copy I've got there's a letter from Tolkien to Milton Waldman Mm -hmm. and it's about I would say sort of I don't know six or seven double pages long and it's a letter he's written um, and it pretty much it pretty much says the story doesn't it
0: it's it's if if you if you're not careful and don't know certainly you will have a you know what what, what that's akin to and I'm I'll I'll spoil something here so we'll have to put that music in that we'll talk about in a minute yeah. but it's a it's akin to the music that the, that they saw or that they heard uh yes. you know as a vision it's a it's akin to that basically yeah. here's the here's the summary yeah <laughs> here it is in in a a sort of a a really tight preview and it's beautiful (laughs) yeah and and now um now you get to live it out and i think that's by design and yet at the same time it can be a bit uh you know
1: see i I had not thought that but you're yeah i you're absolutely right i think that's a really good analogy um yeah would you recommend they read it before (sighs) they read silmarillion
0: I, Your enjoyment I, of Silmarillion I think was better than you knew it. it. Yeah, I, I think maybe I would recommend that. In fact, I think it will help because I don't think it really. It spoils. What, ma- what but it makes the book spoil. so good is the is the richness of the moments he describes because he builds to them so so beautifully. He takes his time to set up these incredible moments, so to know the summarized version doesn't really take a lot away in my no. mind.
1: No. I would I would agree. I think I've enjoyed reading it because... not I mean, I've got those David Day books that you mentioned, and mm-hmm. I'm spoilt in some aspects, but it hasn't stopped me enjoying the book, and I think I've got more out of it because I've understood what I'm about to read.
0: Uh, yeah, and you know, we've said this more than once, two ads uh, off air, but it, it's in both our minds, a book that gets better with every read. So being spoiled a little bit just jumps you ahead of, you know, a step in that process and maybe, you know, you're better for it anyway. Yeah, Uh, definitely. Because it it only gets better every time. It's not like after you've read it, um, it, you know, you don't need to read it again because, in fact, it's really one of the only, Lord of the Rings too, but these books really do get better every time because Mm. there's little details everywhere that if you pay attention, uh, you'll get more out of it. I couldn't agree more.
1: There's, I mean, again, spoiler music, no doubt, but there is a scene that I have not long since read where, uh, let's just say, a part of somebody ends up inside somebody else.
0: <laughs> yes, okay.
1: Okay, and uh, I had not picked up on, on the subtlety of the name that he chose himself. When he oh, went yes. to
0: we, King single we, we will talk about this for sure, but yes. We will, yeah.
1: And again, that was that was something I picked up the second time around rather than the first time. And it's such a massive, you know, extra part.
0: There's, there is a lot of that. Um, yeah. So let's not get ahead. We, we said the music, we mentioned this thing, and and, and don't get mad at us. We're, we're uh, <laughs> It's the first one, and we're going to make mistakes. I'm sure we've made a bunch, and we should have told you by now uh, that because... We are going to walk you through the Silmarillion. That's sort of the point of the first bunch of episodes of of what we're doing, is to walk you through um, the richest uh, story uh, Tolkien told. And we're going to do that because we do think there is a possibility that that story will get told again on the small screen. Um, Certainly that's not what's coming from Amazon. Don't confuse... uh, those two messages, uh, that's not the, the rights, that's a whole complicated story, but the rights to that, uh, the pages um, contained in the Silmarillion are not owned by Amazon yet. Uh, they bought basically the appendices, they bought the extra pages from Lord of the Rings, or they bought the rights of the Lord of the Rings, I should say, which has enough pages to tell more stories. But, um, but we do think that the Silmarillion story could be coming, and so since it is so wonderful, um, we're going we're to tell it. And in doing so, as if we spoil stuff, we're going to play yep. music. What music are we going to play? We've we got to decide right now. I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't picked anything specific yet. So what music is going to play behind spoilers so that people who don't want to be spoiled of Silmarillion stuff can sort of skip ahead, oh, it's still playing, skip ahead, and, and that's how we'll, we'll uh, cover all of our spoil spoiler segments. What, what's the music going to be?
1: Okay, you really have put me on the spot here. Um.
0: Well, there is our first ever Gandalf lightning strike. We'll probably, we'll probably come back and use that again. Uh, and we're using it now uh, to correct the mistake. Uh, what Adam and I were just talking about uh, will be cut and end up on the cutting room floor. And I'll let you in on a little behind the curtain moment. Um, Right now, I'm sitting alone in my basement, whereas most of what you've listened to tonight and most of what you'll hear after uh, this little segment uh, was recorded with Ads and I in conversation. And we were about to tell you about spoiler music, which in the end hasn't been picked yet. But we will at some point figure out, probably by next episode, what music we will play in the background, kind of like you hear the fire crackling now. Um, what music will play in the background while we talk about spoilery things for the Silmarillion, since we will be breaking down that book. But the point of this interruption was to talk about that wonderful, incredible, and amazing intro music you heard. That music uh, concerning Hobbit's cover was by Nathan Mills. And now Nathan uh, was kind and gracious and generous enough to let us use his... Music, which you can find on YouTube he's got a YouTube channel uh, beyond the guitar he's got a Facebook account a Twitter handle Instagram and Patreon which I suggest you go and drop a couple dollars into uh, beyond the guitar on all of those social media platforms beyond the guitar beyond the guitar and uh, we weren't sure what we were going to do for intro and outro music when we recorded we thought we had a plan which fell through We turned to our good friend, Mr. YouTube. We scoured through dozens and dozens, and there really are. If you love Lord of the Rings music, I have to say it wasn't much of a chore. It was very pleasant to go through dozens and dozens of uh, music videos, uh, music covers of Lord of the Rings music. Uh, We had guitar covers, and we had some wind instruments from harps. Um, We really, there's a lot there, and what we did was We went through them all and picked out our very favorites and reached out to those artists. And lo and behold, much to our surprise and delight, um, some of them actually got back to us very quickly and said, yes, go ahead and use our music. So on the way in, Nathan Mills' Beyond the Guitar, which was just incredible. And on the way out tonight, you're going to hear from the UK, uh, your neck of the woods ads. Uh, Harry Merle, and if I'm mispronouncing your names, guys, I apologize, but Harry Merle uh, is playing Evenstar on the way out, another incredible guitar piece. Uh, Both of those gentlemen uh, have many, many hits uh, on their YouTube channels, and Harry uh, has his YouTube channel as well. You can find him also at uh, harrymerle.weebly.com, and you can find him on Twitter at harry underscore merle. Uh, thanks guys. Thank you so much for letting us use your music. It adds a lot to the show. Uh, I've been listening to uh, your stuff since I found you uh, over and over again on repeat and it's just, it's amazing stuff. And I also have to say a quick thank you also to Elizabeth Frolik and Lucas Kapuchinski uh, two other awesome uh, guitarists who uh, said we could use their music as well. So you'll hear them on future pods and wanted to give them a quick shout out. So, Back to regular scheduled pro- programming. I guess I'll, I'll have Gandalf uh, strike another lightning bolt down uh, to drop me out of here and get us back to the conversation with myself and ads recorded about a week ago. What? Uh, how are we doing for time here? We've been at uh, this for about half an hour. I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, what else did we want to tell the good people? Oh, yes. Uh, That's right. So um, let's tell people who have never read or heard of, and there are lots of people who love Lord of the Rings like we do. Uh, And, oh, I meant to point this out as well. Uh, I love everything. (laughs) Lord of the Rings. Um, And that's pretty much true across all platforms. The movies, uh, there there are some people who... who, There is a bit of a battle between book fans and movie fans in some places. But Mm -hmm. on this podcast... Uh, all opinions are welcome. Uh, I loved the trilogy, especially. I'm not a huge fan of the Hobbit trilogy, per se. Um, I won't. I won't be knocking people who liked it. I could see merit in parts of it, um, but that of all of the movies, certainly those three are my least favorite. But I yeah. loved the trilogy, uh, the original trilogy, uh, and the books, and all of. Um, you know, Middler stuff from, from, uh, you know, the the Tom Bombadil stuff, I, I, you know, Roverdom, there's, there's just. (coughs) The Tom Bombadil stuff, I, I, you know, Roverdom, there's, there's just. (coughs) Roverdom, there's, there's just. (coughs) Roverdom, Roverdom, Roverdom. Roverdom? Oh my. My word. It's Rover random. I guess I was nervous. There's a lot of Tolkien stuff that, that I love, and this podcast uh, is welcome to all of those people who like that stuff. And adds you too. I, you're you're a movie guy, right?
1: I am. Yeah. I mean, I, I I love my movies. Um, the the Fellowship, the Peter Jackson um you know trilogy. They are some of my favourite films. I mean, I would say Fellowship is, is. There's an argument to say it's it's my favourite film. It's the best one. It, yeah, um, it I, is. I did. I did like the Two Towers. I have to say, I think there's aspects of the Two Towers that are brilliant, um, and. You know, Return of the King, you can't knock it. Oscar-winning Return of the King.
0: We um, can knock it, but we won't. But it's funny, we're at the same page there, <laughs> as We haven't talked about this, but I, I agree. The one that won all the awards, the one that got the most critical acclaim, was my least favorite, uh, and probably for the same reason as you. It, it was the least true. And yes. We'll, we'll talk about this in its own episode, but in my mind, Peter Jackson um, revered the uh, source material most in the first one. And mm. his his ego inevitably, uh, and this is just human nature. I'm not. This isn't describing a fault, but as you know, he made a great movie that that did so well. Uh, I think it got easier for him um, to to put more of what he wanted. You know, he didn't have to to be so uh, uh, so true. <laughs> I think to yeah. the source material, and so each movie in succession was a little less true, and therefore that's why the last one is my least. Favorite. And I, I
1: I would I would agree with that. I mean I think as far as the fellowship is concerned, I think his his interpretation of the material it worked for film. Um, my favourite part of the book, without question, is the first part of the fellowship. Oh, I <laughs> I love I just every single time I read it I get lost in. In the chapters where they've left Hobbiton, and they are on their way to Brie. that's wonderful. And the yeah, the, it's the it's the threat, it's the danger of the unknown at that point. It's the yeah, black but it's riders. the, it's the it, danger it's the,
0: of the unknown while you're at home. And yeah, so you're, it's there's unknown going on in safe surroundings. I don't know. There's something Absolute. about that that part. I agree. That transition part. It's just incredible. absolutely.
1: And th- I think my my only my only bugbear with the Fellowship was was how they portrayed my favorite part of the book and i just felt i wish they'd just given it another 5 minutes of 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 suspense i guess i think they crammed that a little bit too much but the film is brilliant um and i know what you're saying about the hobbit it, it just it didn't quite tick tick the boxes for me something wasn't right um lots of potential i don't know if it needed 3 films
0: but yeah, yeah but we we will talk about that in its own pod, but yeah, we agree, we agree there. Mm. So but I, um, I, I
1: totally agree I do agree, sorry, I do agree with the fact that anyone listening to to this podcast, this the beauty of I think podcast generally is it can encourage people with many different views um, to all come together, and there'll be there'll be people out there that don't agree with what we're saying. there'll be people out there that do uh, and, you know, we want to hear from everyone really.
0: Yeah, and, and, and call us out when we when we make mistakes and, and we're, when we're full of it, it it'll, it'll happen. And we won't yeah. be full of it on purpose, but uh, no. certainly we're coming, um, we're coming to you as fans, not experts. Uh, neither of us consider ourselves uh, learned. I think, no. uh, and, and here, someone can correct me if I'm misquoting or misparaphrasing, but I, I seem to remember the professor saying that you can't consider yourself an expert on something unless you've read everything ever written about it. And if that's not a direct quote, it's pretty qu- close. So um, <laughs> certainly by the professor's standard, neither of us are experts <laughs> on his writing. And we don't pretend to be, but we love it. And, and that's why we're doing this. And I
1: I will absolutely, with with, um, out hesitation, there will definitely be some pronunciations that I will not get right.
0: Oh, we should tell everyone that it's, it's Tolkien. That's really, that's it. Tolkien is also like acceptable in the same way that the word lol is like acceptable <laughs> yeah. um, because people use it a lot and, and, and the second pronunciation has been accepted. But uh, North Americans really want to say, and, and you may catch me doing it, um, ending it like the word Canadian, Tolkien. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll catch uh, North Americans doing that a lot. But the pronunciation for, for uh, and we should be trying to get it right, is Tolkien. Tolkien. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's important. If we're gonna, tr- you know, if we're gonna try to do this, we should at least be doing that right. Absolutely. If, if Corey was on the show, we'd be we'd have a kitty going, and every time he said it wrong, be uh, oh, can we him can put we get Corey on? We, yeah, we, just for we, that reason, we will we'll gotta implement get Corey on. and then have him as a guest.
1: Yeah, all right, deal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay, so we talked a little bit about ourselves. Check. We talked a little yep. bit about why we love this place, um, this imaginary, incredible world. That creates real escape. Um, we also talked a little bit about um, why we want to to uh, to be doing a podcast and what we're going to be doing in the first few episodes. So let's let's talk about that now. The Silmarillion is is a book um, that's that's not really one story, right? Um, and mm. ads dove in and is about what halfway through ads. Uh, uh, you know what? I reckon I'm two thirds now. I am. Um Let's have a
1: little look. I am just about, I think, to come come along to your third your third favorite um, tour ma- man. Yeah, uh, I, I, I believe I'm not far away from him.
0: Oh, good stuff, good stuff. Okay, um, I don't have to put in any spoiler music there because I won't talk more about no. tour, and one I've, of the I three don't know greatest who he is men yet, so. to ever live.
1: Basically, um, James has been telling me about this individual for about two weeks now, uh, and I reckon I'm still about 20 pages away from finding out who he is.
0: He's a cool dude. You're going to love him. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, The Silmarillion is, uh, for those who don't know it, uh, we are going to attack it chapter by chapter. We encourage uh, anybody who's read Lord of the Rings, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if maybe maybe if, even if you've just seen the movies, that'd be fun. I'd love to hear. Some, I've never heard of somebody who read. I've never spoken to somebody, I should say, who's read *The Silmarillion* first. So, if anybody hasn't read *Lord of the Rings* and loved the movies, and/or <laughs> didn't but wants to jump in, uh, welcome aboard. Um, we're going to break it down chapter by chapter. Now, uh, we're not going to do it um, from. It, it won't be a lecture. Uh, this, this, you know, we're not qualified, and that's not the goal. Um, I think what we're going to do is talk about sort of. Um, you know why the story's fun. We'll highlight the best parts. Talk about what we liked, and mm. and you know give give some interpretations. Which uh, you know, if if you believe death to the author, uh, all takes are valid. So um, you know we're going to buy into that, so that we can talk about it in any way we want.
1: Yeah, definitely. Make it a fun experience, and I think the idea of sort of doing it. Chapter or you know part chapter by part chapter depends on some. the, the yeah, length. For some. yeah it, it will make it will make it a far more manageable thing for you know listeners to sort of join us on the journey uh, certainly when i've been doing my reading to do it in little stages like that, and to have you at the <laughs> you over there in Canada to ask questions of, um, hopefully anyone who's doing this with us can can read the chapter in in the time sort of permitted and, and then listen to us have a good old discussion about it.
0: Uh, yeah, and that good point adds, in the time permitted, I, I think we talked about, at least for the beginning, we're going we're gonna to drop these podcasts um, every two weeks or maybe 15 days, twice a month, you know, first and 15th. I'm not exactly sure yet, but something along those lines, right? Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. That gives everybody ample time. Uh, you know, it's, the modern world is busy, uh, industrialized, you might say. Um, <laughs> and and uh, the pa- yeah the pace of it is no don't, don't be hasty um <laughs> the, pa- <laughs> the the pace of it is quick so we we do want to you know it's not easy to, to find time to read stuff especially when when the stuff looks looks like uh the pages of the silmarillion so two weeks at a, at a time should give people a chance to to follow along if they want to
1: yeah and we don't we really we want this to be we want this to be a really fun podcast we want it we want to enjoy it obviously but we want everyone else to enjoy listening to it and we want people to be able to to you know stay on the wagon I suppose to keep up and and to not feel like they're rushed to read something otherwise they can't listen to that episode because we're going to spoil it all so I think two weeks is is a good is a good time period.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And and if you're not going to read along, I think you should you should uh, count yourself in as well, because really it's it's a way to take in the story a first time um, and then and then maybe you'll feel inclined to read it again. And if you did, yeah. I think it would be uh, sort of, you know, it's in a in, in similar way to I did the way I did it, um, sort of knowing the story before before diving into those pages.
1: And some people like that, don't they? Some people, you know, they will deliberately spoil themselves because that's how they do it that's that's what they want to do they want to know about what they're about to watch or about what they're about to read or listen so um, do you remember that that um, the TV series lost
0: oh geez don't do you even that don't one? even get me started I, I I've barely f- it's a good thing JJ Abrams has done things <laughs> since because the ending I, I absolutely fell in love with that series through season yeah. one and two and then
1: yeah.
0: we, we won't even talk about how it ended
1: no okay well my my I loved that program when it was on and I, I know what you're saying about the ending. Um, but I loved it to such an extent that I would spoil myself before watching it. I would, I would go on and I would see what was going to happen.
0: Oh, that's Um, crazy. Yeah, I know. I don't know (laughs) know why I did it at the
1: time, but I did. So, you know, each to their own.
0: Fair enough. Um, you know, uh, there, there's something else I wanted to say, uh, and I think I forgot to do it. But the, the real reason, adds, and I don't know if I even told you this, but the real reason, or the, the you know, I realized the real reason I want to do this, is because doing the tumbling saber, um, building the the Star Wars Commonwealth with with uh, you know Mark, uh, especially mm. and seventeen guys named Rob. Um, <laughs> is it and, seventeen uh, now? <laughs> <laughs> I lost um, track at fifteen. You know, and and. But but what, I don't know, I think maybe there's nine uh, podcasts going and that's not including the, the nine that Tumbling Saber has under one umbrella, but yeah, no, getting to know those people I, I've made real friends. There's I feel like there's a real community there, and yeah, uh, the idea of having that with like-minded Lord of the Rings um, people was just you know too much to pass up. So even if we only do this for a handful a literal handful of ears i'm fine with that even if it's only a few of our buddies who listen in i think this will be fine and we'll do it for as long as it is
1: i i could not agree more as long as i'm enjoying myself then there can be as you said a handful of people listening or you know if we're lucky more than that but i'm doing this because i i'm going to really enjoy every every fortnight talking to you about lord of the rings and um I'll enjoy reading all of the books again and then having a chat to, you know, to a, a mate about it, so.
0: Wonderful. Awesome. Good. Good, good. <laughs> yes, good, good. Yes. Um, Al- we should give a shout out to, to Alistair Stevens at this point, because if, if there's one podcast that you should listen to about Lor- Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth, um, it's his. And, and then yes. if you have time for a second one, you should check us out, because, man, yeah. that guy is amazing. He's uh, brilliant, story, absolutely story wonk, yeah. Brilliant. incredible. Um, but it's a good thing we're going to get to the, the Silmarillion before he will, because he'll do a much, much better job breaking it down than we will. Um, <laughs> but we're, we're going to beat him to it, aren't we?
1: We are. We are.
0: A different approach, though. I mean, we're not trying to do what he's doing. We're in no way. We're in no way, uh, we're, we're in no way uh, him. He's he's uh, basically uh, what I strive to be as a podcaster. Incredibly insightful. Um, mm. Unbelievably well spoken. Um, and entertaining, uh, in touch, accessible. I, I, I phew, definitely check him out if you, if you have not.
1: Yeah, they are they are brilliant, brilliant podcasts. Uh, and I believe he, you know, he doesn't just do Lord of the Rings, does he? He seems to have quite a no. selection of. I listened. I yeah, Harry I listened Potter to his. And... Sorry, awesome. go ahead. But
0: uh... no, no, go for it. Uh no I was just going to say I listened to his his uh, Star Wars breakdown of The Force Awakens. He 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 loves him some Star Wars as well. And yeah. he's making me want to reread uh read or I should say finish the Harry Potter series because I sort of walked away from Have you it not? and listening to his enthusiasm makes me want to read those books. Oh, they're good.
1: But anyway.
0: <laughs> uh, tangent <laughs> I another about tangent. That for a
1: while. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, and so, what is the Silmarillion? Let's let's. Uh, we're, we're probably going to close this up. We're almost we've almost covered the the three bullet points we had. Um, mm-hmm. What is the Silmarillion? What can people look forward to? Should they listen along? Is it a good story? What do you think, Eds?
1: Yeah, I I I am really enjoying it. It, it, it is, is a gr- it is great, isn't it? It is. It's and the language. I mean, Tolkien. We all know how brilliant he is. How how he can he can put something down in writing that paints such an amazing picture of, of what you, you know, are meant to see. And if I thought he was, he was good at that in, in The Lord of the Rings, what, what his son has managed to put across from, from all the notes with the Silmarillion, that, that, first, that first chapter, the one we'll do next week, uh, I knew Lindaleigh,
0: it's brilliant. It's He's poetry brilliant. on pages. It's yeah. unbelievable, um, and that will be the chapter we do next week. Uh, yeah, I, I can't agree more with what you're saying, Ads. He has a way with words. I, I, I find there's a distinction some uh, of the Tolkien haters, or I'll say maybe people who just don't appreciate him, say things like I've heard often, and you have too. You know, he talks about a tree for an hour. It's boring. Mm. And in my mind I see it I see that but I see it differently. I see it as he can describe a tree so well that I can actually picture it and touch it and smell it. Yeah. And I I don't pay attention to how many words it takes him to do that. I'm just aware that that he's able to do that. And so um, and, uh, yeah, I get and I get lost in his writing.
1: He does absolutely and and the legendarium that the breadth of work, the detail, the fact that everything fits together so perfectly—it's
0: his life's um, work. You're, you're right, yeah. and it's—it's it's not something that was thrown together. Um, you know, because uh, hobbits are popular. You know, this is an original idea that was very well thought out, which we'll, we will get to.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so what is it? It is, in fact, for for if you if you don't know, it is in fact what what's what Tolkien um, proposed as as a mythology um, for uh, a people, a culture that didn't necessarily have their own. Uh, a lot of people say, well, yeah, but the, you know, there's the Arthurian myth. There's there's the story of Arthur and his knights, and that's you know, it's not true that um, that there was there was no mythology. Uh, but you know. Th- I'm I'm no scholar, but uh, that uh, that can be argued um, one way or the other. That's not our focus. The focus is the idea that someone could take on the task of creating myth. Um, you know, myths are 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 incredible tales um, uh, that have r- real history uh, to explain events that were unexplainable with science. And, and, and to tell of, of the creation of the world and all its wonders, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, that is, that is quite the creation story
1: <laughs> he puts out in those few pages. Because it's not a massive chapter, is it? But there is so much there. There is so much detail. There is, there is so much characterization. Before you even learn about who those individuals are, you, you, you seem to know them so well. It, it's just it's just really 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 well done um, it's beautiful and, and that's someone who's who's only just read it and has has loved lord of the rings has loved has loved that world and had no concept or idea at all about anything in the silmarillion and i'm i i said to you earlier didn't i james uh that i am so looking forward to going back and reading the lord of the rings now I know how it all started and what is behind the scenes throughout the entire story. Uh, and just seeing what I, what I pick up from Lord of the Rings now um, knowing what I now know.
0: It, it is a different read. It's a completely different experience because, because he was so thorough and because nothing is really accidental as though, even though it may seem that way um, mm. that, yeah, you really, it is a richer experience uh, having more information. Um, and there's yeah. layers, isn't there? There's oh, th- layers. It's 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 an onion inside an onion. Um, yeah. The uh, the 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 mythos he wrote, in fact, and and here's something that a lot of people sort of get confused with. It says, you know, Christopher Tolkien on the cover, and so who wrote who wrote this the, these stories? And the answer is, um, it, it's all every word of it uh, written by uh, the professor himself, J.R.R. Tolkien, um, Christopher's father. And what happened basically? was it was a, a, a life's work always in progress. He, mm. he proposed, from what I understand, and my, my years won't... I, I won't try to quote the years, but basically to summarize, um, after the success of The Hobbit, um, his publisher wanted more stories of, of, of little people with furry feet. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he said, well, I have this incredible story about dwarves and elves, and it happens long before, and it, it spans thousands of years, and it's, it's incredibly epic and, and tragic, uh, and it's, you know, it's not for little kids. Uh, and they said, wow, that's amazing. Do you have any other stories about little furry-footed people? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, no, uh, I, I, I understood that as well. So, um, so yeah, and so the Lord of the Rings was was sort of, um, uh, maybe we could call it a compromise, because uh, a good way to look at, at um, the difference between the Silmarillion and the Lord of the Rings is to sort of compare the Lord of the Rings to the Hobbit as much grander and as much more epic of scale and tone, um, as much more adult and and as much more tragic and amazing as Lord of the Rings is than The Hobbit. I I, I, I don't mean amazing as in better. I just mean amazing as in um, world of wonder, uh, grandness. Um, Well, The Silmarillion does the same thing to The Lord of the Rings. It's that much, the scale and scope are that much broader.
1: It's like, it's like reading, it's almost like reading a, a historical reference book.
0: That's, that's it, exactly it, what it is. It's his, yeah. it's his history for the world he created. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah.
1: You know, it it's, it's this thing that did happen rather than this story that's, that was, that was painted. Um, it, it's well
0: worth a read. That's interesting that you say that because, um, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings were written by a hobbit yeah in yeah. theory I mean written by a man of course but this was but, written by the elves wasn't it That's right so again t- t- you know the tonality of it um, is is a little different and mm. and well like we were saying about the names earlier uh, elves really had a passion for names and names were important and very meaningful um, yes and so and less you have important a lot of them. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we have this incredible backstory for, 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 um, for Middle-earth. So if you liked uh, the idea of the Shire, well, this is a setup for how the world was created and how the Shire could come to exist in a world of men and elves and dwarves. And so um, it's, it's, it's a sort of a bunch of smaller tales that Christopher um, found and assembled... Um, from his dad's work, but all of it written by his father. It was edited together by by Christopher, but but he did not write the words of the Silmarillion. All the no. ideas, all the beautiful language, all the poems, everything were were, were his father's, and and he just took uh, you know the the most finished versions of them from what he could you know best decide. It must have been an undertaking unlike unlike anything you or I could imagine.
1: Oh, incredible! And am I right in thinking? James, that
0: the the Hobbit is set at the start of the Fourth Age. So um, the Fourth Age happens after or the end the of the Third. End of uh, the Lord of the Rings story. Uh, Aragorn is king at the beginning of the Fourth Age, and so the right. ha- the hobbits are happily uh, at the beginning, at least uh, of the Hobbit, happily living in the Third Age. I guess that's, towards towards the end.
1: That's right. So. The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings, it actually happens um, a relatively small period of time. 80 the years? The Silmarillion, you are years, yeah. talking
0: thousands of years. Exactly. The, the, you know, exactly right. The Hobbit happens over 80. Uh, the Lord of the Rings ha- happens over a, you know, a couple hundred. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. I should say... The, 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 no, 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 no. Uh, the Hobbit happens over the course of like a year. The um, Lord of the Rings hope happens over 80 or a hundred and this one hope happens over millennia and, and time beyond mention because, you know, the, yes. the first chapter is, is, is before time and in, in, in a void of, of time and space. Anyway, so we won't get into the, <laughs> the, the specific scientific specifics of it, but you couldn't put an amount of time that this book no. covers.
1: No, no,
0: Um, okay. Ads, I'm looking at the time and I'm thinking, uh, we've covered most of the show notes what did we forget did
1: we want to say anything about the the new Amazon? Um, That's right other than what we've so, already said
0: or? Um, yeah well I mean we'll go more into it I think we'll do uh, we'll do a summary of the Amazon situation. what we will say is we think uh, and ads uh, listened to Alistair, uh, Stevens talk about this on Storywonk. I haven't heard that one yet. I'm mm. I'm on. No, a, I'd so,
1: recommend uh, it. It, it. It is a yeah, very I'm, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it chronologically.
0: I'm, I'm way behind you, but uh, all to say <laughs> that we, we all agree that um, it's likely they're going to focus on the things that are known, like how Star Wars hooked into Darth Vader when, when they, you know he, he was in yeah. Rogue One because uh, he's bankable. Well, Aragorn is bankable, and young Arag- you know Aragorn lived a long time. Um, with, with the blood of, of uh, well, the blood of, of gods, really, in him, um, but elves elves and, and, uh, and men mixed, and it's a, it's a long, sordid story, but all to say, uh, his, his tales of adventure could be told long before The Lord of the Rings, and that's sort of what we think uh, they're going to use from the appendices. Uh, yeah. Same
1: page ads? I, absolutely. I mean, I would say that a young Aragorn story... Um, allows allows the people that have just watched the films, who love the films but haven't really haven't really read the books in the same detail, it gives them a fixed point in time, and the same characters in theory, you know, the the is the uh, the Gimlis, uh you know, Elrond, etc., etc. They could in theory be all part of that same time process and there are quite a number of years <laughs> that you know Aragorn could go off and have some have some interesting
0: times it, it's exciting um there's there's you know this isn't spoiling the silmarillion but uh so, so so I don't have to drop the music in but uh Aragorn um you know the rangers uh guarded the shire um mm. for 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 a time you know that people sort of when you watch the movies you get the impression that the shire was this sort of safe Safe place, untouched by th- by the troubles of, of the outside world, at least for a long time, and yeah. it was, and in part in part because of of Aragorn. So th- there's there's definitely some some tales to tell, you Although, know, and, and uh, plus he fell in love with an elf at some point too.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, Alistair was talking um, about the fact that Aragorn would have been under Elrond's guardianship, um, and around about the same time that a certain bilbo baggins and a collection of dwarfs are all arrived at rivendell you know there's a good chance that a young aragorn would have been you know pottering around the same place so yep absolutely it's all in that nope, same it's all in that same time zone
0: Riv- rivendell's an incredible place um, just to, to revisit and if they can go back there i don't see why they wouldn't so mm. uh, yeah no it all it, it all makes sense um, we could be way off base but we'll we'll uh, we'll go more into what we think that amazon series will be about. Uh, we will do some segments and we're open to ideas. The one thing we should have said more than once by now is that we want feedback from anybody listening. If you want Definitely. us to talk about something we haven't, please please let us know. Right ads? No, absolutely. An- anyone who knows us will know that
1: you know this is this is as much about building that community. So that's all we
0: want. We want to talk to yeah. you guys. We want to. We want to. You know. We want to put put stuff out there and and have it bounce off of you. We we want to know what's what sticks, what makes sense, what you like, what what you hate, um, mm. why we're wrong, why we're right. Please, if any feedback, all feedback is is welcomed, and more than that, it's the fuel that that.
1: Uh, yeah, that it's runs your show, the show as much as anyone else's, and th- the reason I'm sat here is because a couple of years ago when I was listening to. James and his you know his mates Carl and Corey um, talk about Star Wars they accepted questions in from me and and you know it all went from there and uh, we want the same sort of approach we want people to feel they can ask questions that they can get involved and you know they can they can get us to talk about about what what you want us to talk about
0: exactly Exactly. We just want we just want to be uh, sort of in touch with what anybody listening would like to hear. Yeah. Um, on that note, I put a poll out there, so please go to that's uh, at an unexpected pod, all one word. Um, go there and check out uh, our first ever poll. Ads, you want to you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, this uh,
1: this was actually James's idea uh, with regards to a segment each week or you know, each, each show, um, and rather than it, it, it just being a show that deals with a chapter and then two weeks later, the next chapter, we want to try and mix it up a little bit so that we can have discussions about other Tolkien characters or books, etc., etc. So the, the poll that James has put out, uh, which will be out for, I think, a week, is uh, two options. So, do you want us to have a little segment next episode that discusses the background to Gandalf, or would you like us to talk about the background to Sauron? Um, Two two massive characters, two very um, famous characters, you know, anyone who's read Certainly, the Lord of the Rings will, will know of both of those. Um, but the reason we've chosen those two will become a little bit clearer next, or next episode when we, when we talk about um, the first chapter of the Silmarillion. Uh, James, they are just two massive parts of, of Tolkien, aren't they?
0: Massively uh, important and massively powerful, and uh, both of them ancient. So I think they're a really good head-to-head. And yeah, we'll, we'll highlight uh, sort of a character uh, backstory, the, the, the really popular ones. We'll start with mm. uh, the ones from Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, so we don't spoil more of the Silmarillion than we have to. Um, and yeah, every week we'll, we'll, just, we'll just give you a little, you know, if you've read the stuff before, it won't be new information to you. It'll just be a reminder as to why you love these guys as much as we do. And for some of you, it'll be it'll be new information. Uh, you know, you, you may or may not know that um, Aragorn and Arwen are first cousins, but they are. <laughs> and you that's the I, kind of stuff. <laughs> my my favorite
1: was um, uh, Elrond's mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, she's a beautiful, certain, isn't she?
1: Yeah, a certain lady of, uh, lady got, of a lady nice- of
0: She's got a nice pool that she stares into. Indeed. But that's it. There's Indeed. some funny relationships when, when you live for thousands of years. Uh, yeah. There's some funny funny rela- family trees. keeping it in the family. But we'll give you some cool backstories every week. And, and so if you vote on that poll, especially this particular one, since we're just starting out, we don't have a lot of followers. And every vote will t- change the tide of things. Right oh. now, it, it hangs on the edge of a knife. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's 50-50 uh last i looked so so go take a vote and see who we're gonna we're gonna break down first and i Uh, promise you that
1: that's not 50 50 as in me and james have voted i think there's 12 votes
0: yeah that's right we got six six so far and um and one of those two characters will get broken down on the very first uh Segment that we do, and if you've got segment ideas, things that you want us to talk about, we, we do have some, some ideas that we'll break into next week. Something called Finding Fairy, it surrounds us everywhere. And if you've read more Tolkien peripherally, you'll know what that means. But um, we'll, we'll get into that segment and maybe some others, right? Ads, definitely looking forward to it. Okay, man, um, we punched the clock, we did it. I uh, worry, what are
1: we on? What's the, what's the time?
0: Six. Thirty-five. So it's got to be uh, eleven thirty for you. Excellent.
1: Excellent. Amazing.
0: Well, we, we, we're trying to keep this to around an hour. We know everybody's time is precious, and as much fun as as it is to wax uh, on and on about our favorite uh, place to escape, or at least mine, uh, <laughs> the galaxy far, far away is a close second for for uh, for me as well. And I know ads ads loves both, but um, but yeah. certainly for for anybody listening to this podcast uh it's got to be a place that you love to go and we're going to talk about it every couple of weeks ads yeah. thanks for coming and doing this with me man i really i really am excited to do this with you james
1: um i cannot wait to to get involved in this to to see where this little this little adventure takes us and um it will be an absolute privilege to be part of this show for hopefully a long while
0: awesome Well, I hope you enjoyed this. Please do check out our friends. I'm going to do some quick shouting out. um, And before we leave, I I would be uh, remiss uh, and a little embarrassed if I didn't tell everybody to run out and buy Hindsight, now available on Amazon uh, by our very good friend, Matt Keegan. Yeah. The holidays are coming. If you have somebody in your life that you like, uh, then you should spend a few dollars and get this book because uh, they will love you in return. It's, it's uh, written by a friend of ours, conceived of by other friends of ours. And I mm. think uh, everybody should have a copy under the tree.
1: Yeah. I've, 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 started to, I read the first three chapters. Um, it is, it is such a good story. It's been put together beautifully over a long period of time. Um, and, yeah, I cannot recommend, cannot recommend this story enough. It, it's it's going to be a good one.
0: It's, it's, you know how, how sometimes people sit around the bar and they say, like, oh, my God, I got this really good idea. I got this great story for a movie. And then, mm-hmm. like, it's probably not that great, so nothing ever happens. Yeah. Well, our buddies, Mark and Paul, were like, we got this really, really great story for a movie. And everyone was like, oh, my God, you have to make that happen. And so they got in contact with uh, an author friend and made it happen because it it just—it was a story that a time travel story that couldn't uh, go untold. I I, I haven't read it, but I'm I'm just going on uh, what I know to be true uh, from talking to people in the know.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's such a great original story. The idea is, is just, it's it's just very good. You you will enjoy it.
0: I would I was be surprised Matt,
1: if you start reading, I'd be very surprised if you don't finish the book.
0: I, I was telling Matt, I've, I've, I've either ordered it zero times or like eight times because Amazon was being funny and it kept, every time I'd go to confirm, it would, it would jump me back a couple of pages. So like <laughs> I've, I've hit confirm like more than five times now. And I don't know if in the end I ever got a book. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what Amazon, you know, we'll see if the Amazon guy comes to my house a whole bunch. Um, I but I wanted to mention out. that. I wanted to mention that before we we left, and I wanted to mention some of our friends just because I know uh, when you say people's name, they want to listen. And so, hi, Dave, uh, (laughs) Mr. Donovan. I know you don't think that you want to come on the show, but we're going to force and twist and beg and plead because I think your perspective would be a great addition to the show. Dave Donovan. I second uh, that. Calling you out. Uh, Matt Keegan we mentioned, but I I hope to get him on. Kyle and Corey, uh, Mark, um, Jeff said he would be listening this week, so I wanted to mention his name. Um, uh, Definitely Carlos uh, as well. Mr. Candido, uh, a musician who is worth checking out. Uh, Keeps trying to kickstart his next album and got super close um to his goals and needs uh people to check him out because he's got some talent I've, that needs I've to get
1: got, out i've got i've got his cd in my car and um my son my seven-year-old son now whenever we go off to swimming on a saturday morning he goes can we put candido on and then he box awesome. along for three minutes to um well basically tumbling sabers um tune so
0: out- outro yeah it's terrific yeah. You, you've uh, got
1: you've got one seven year old at least, Carlos. That's that's on your side.
0: That's just terrific. Um, yeah, we love Carlos, and we love the Star Wars Commonwealth. I mentioned some of the pods before. Uh, I don't think I said Gen X Wing. Uh, I said no. the nerd room. Did I say uh, Rogue Squad pod? Who did I miss? Probably Rogue some. Squads, but they're um, all they're all terrific. Uh, they're all terrific. No, Check yeah. them out.
1: We're, we'll have we'll have the list to hand. For next week's show or next <laughs> episode. Next You'd think with, show. with three
0: weeks of planning we could have written something down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Work in progress. I actually did write it down, but if, there's so many papers in front of me here now. i got family trees and stuff because I didn't want to get lost, and we didn't need that this week, so I'm glad I printed those out. Um, Star Wars Commonwealth. Go to the Star Wars Commonwealth, and you will
1: find the list of every single member, and all of them are worth a
0: listen. Rob Wade. I can't not say Rob Wade's name. A because he loves to hear it, and B because because I love him. So Rob Wade, uh, how you doing, buddy? Hope you check this out, and um, people check him out too. He's got a couple of uh, YouTube channels as well: Uh, Emotionally 14, uh, Crazy Train. What's going on, Rob? Man, wanted to mention you. Hope you check this out this week. So okay, everybody, Uh, we're running a little long. I wanted to keep this to an hour. So we will say goodnight. We'll remind you one last time that on Twitter you can find me at Tommy Bombadil One at Tommy Bombadil One and our podcast at An Unexpected Pod. Uh, where can they find you at? Uh,
1: they can find me on Twitter uh, at Ads seven, seven So the word seven followed by the number seven.
0: Awesome. Uh, and no Z. Insight. i'm gonna cut that we're not even gonna say it he's not getting he's not getting the satisfaction (laughs) Uh, but do follow our good friends uh chop rules with a z and uh tumbling saber uh go follow them at tumbling saber uh go check out the star wars commonwealth and please tune in uh, in a couple of weeks uh, when we do our first chapter the creation chapter and the introduction to the silmarillion thanks for listening
1: mate like, I love